0: Good morning and uh, welcome. It's the Sunday the 28th of June, uh, Matthew chapter 5, verses 10 to 12. And welcome to this series of the teachings from Matthew 5. And we're looking, uh, the scriptures we're looking at this week is about persecution of those who speak out for righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So what is the kingdom of heaven? Because Matthew was writing predominantly to Jews he wouldn't use the name of God, and he uses the word heaven instead. But extensively, the kingdom of heaven is the rule of Jesus Christ on earth, with all the blessings and advantages that flow from under that, living under that rule as subjects of his kingdom. Paul writes to the church in Galatia, uh, chapter 3, verses 26 to 28, and I'm reading in the Passion translation, you have all become true children of God, by the faith of Jesus, the Anointed One. It was faith that immersed you into Jesus, the Anointed One. And now you are covered and clothed with his anointing. And we no longer see each other in our former state, Jew or non-Jew, rich or poor, male or female, because we're all one through our union with Jesus Christ, with no distinction between us. Sadly, not everyone believes this, which is why we have the Black Lives Matter campaign. Now I am, and I've always believed that black lives matter. I also believe that white lives matter, and all shades in between matter. And I understand that as a white middle-aged man, I don't understand what it's like for others. I believe I've always treated everyone with respect and shown equal love to all. If, If not, please will those of you who are my cherished friends tell me so. I want to learn what it's like for my Christian brothers and sisters from ethnic backgrounds. How are they treated by society? And what would they have me to do to help them? What I don't want is to be told by a stranger that if I don't conform to their idea of what is right, then I'm a racist, a bigot, or any other label they wish to put on me. The other evening, a plane flew over a football ground with the banner, White Lives Matter. Now, I don't know what motivated that action. The police said they'd done nothing wrong. Yet the club want to find out who they were and ban them for life. Would I have done what they did? No. But neither would I ban them without listening to why they did it. The problem today is no one wants to listen to other people's opinions. Gareth Thomas, an ex-Welsh rugby star, said that a friend of his, an activist for people's rights, was walking through Cardiff when he came across a crowd of BLM protesters. His mum's isolating at home and he didn't want to get close to the people, so he crossed over the road. And as he did so, several of the crowd turned on him because they decided he was against what they were standing for. Jesus said, Blessed are you, though, blessed are you who are persecuted for righteousness. And I guess I could get persecuted for saying these things today. You see, I believe Black Lives Matter, but I don't believe other things that the BLM organization stands for. I believe that the nuclear family matters, I believe that fathers matter in families. I believe in the right of the unborn child. I believe that biblical values are non-negotiable. I believe that all lives matter equally, and as I've shown, the Bible affirms that belief. I believe that everyone has the right to believe what they want to believe. But I also believe I have the right to disagree with them, providing I'm respectful in the way that I do it. I believe that Jesus is the only true hope for the world, and one day he will return to establish his kingdom, where all nationalities, genders and ages will live in harmony with him. I do not believe in a society that stifles opinion when it's voiced respectfully and peacefully. I do not believe that destroying property, behaving violently, or inciting hatred can ever be justified, whatever the cause. Dr Martin Luther King, the orchestra of the bow on the knee said, all men have something within them that God injected. Every man has a capacity to have fellowship with God. This gives him a uniqueness. It gives him a worth. It gives him dignity. And we must never forget this as a nation. There are no graduations in the image of God. Every man from a treble white to a bass black is significant on God's keyboard precisely because every man is made in the image of God. One day we'll learn that. We will know one day that God made us to live together as brothers and to respect the dignity and worth of every man. This is why we must fight segregation. He said that, I guess, in the 60s, and it's so right, even today. Jesus said in Matthew 5:44, Love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. I guess I might be doing some praying this week. Martin Niemöller, a Lutheran pastor, wrote a poem regarding what happened in this country pre-World War II. The words are inscribed on his tombstone, They came first for the Communists, and I didn't speak up, because I wasn't a Communist. Then they came for the Jews and I didn't speak up because I wasn't a Jew. Then they came for the Trade Unionists. I didn't speak up because I wasn't a Trade Unionist. Then they came for the Catholics and I didn't speak up because I was a Protestant. Then they came for me, and by that time, no one was left to speak up. As Christians, we need to speak up for righteousness for all people black, white, male, female, young and old, well off and poor. Everyone is equal in the sight of God. Jesus gave his life for every one of them just the same. However, people react, we must not remain silent. Whatever people think of us, we must speak the truth in love. Jesus said, love God and love your neighbour as yourself. God loves everyone and so should we. Let love in action demonstrate that to every individual, whoever they are. I want to finish with a prayer of Dr. Martin Luther King. Let's pray. Most gracious and all-wise God, before whose face the generations rise and fall. Thou in whom we live and move and have our being. We thank thee for all thy good and gracious gifts, for life and for health, for food and for clothing, for the beauties of nature and human nature. We come before thee painfully aware of our inadequacies and shortcomings. We realise that we stand surrounded with the mountains of love, and we deliberately dwell in the valley of hate. We stand amid the forces of truth and deliberately lie. We are forever offered the high road, and yet we choose to travel the low road. For these sins, O God, forgive. Break the spell of of that which binds our minds. Purify our hearts that we may see thee. O God, in these turbulent days, when fear and doubt are mountain high, give us broad visions, penetrating eyes, and power of endurance. Help us to work with renewed vigour for a warless world, for a better distribution of wealth, and for a brother-sisterhood that transcends race or colour. In the name and spirit of Jesus we pray. Amen.